0: What a day, what a day, what a day, what a day to talk about Muscaday. I am going to end the podcast. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to end it. I told myself, I told myself I'm not going to do that when I start, when I hit the record button and then I did and then I did. Welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast. I'm Deepa Sri there, <laughs> your intrepid host. Uh, before we get into what we're going to be getting into, uh, for all you weatherheads out there wondering, how am I doing? How am I doing with, I'm going to be honest, the lack of heat? We are so close to May, and I'll tell you what, and maybe, maybe it is time. And perhaps when we think about the past, we think about the past in in rosier, hotter times. You know what I mean? But from what I remember about May, and listen, do I have pandemic brain? Yes. But what I remember of May's of past is that we're, we're, we're getting to a point where if you go outside, you immediately start sweating. Yesterday, I'm going to be honest. I went outside. And then I grabbed a sweater. I grabbed a sweater on April 19th. There should be no sweater grabbing. That I, I don't like how I worded that there should be no we shouldn't be layering here, okay and I get it we're, we're getting we're getting a little bit of showers which which is normal we're getting we're getting a little bit of rain normal but you know doesn't mean that it has to be cooler. Um, that was my plea to the weather gods. Let's get into it. Speaking of weather, we're still we're still talking about summertime and wine. Cause cause that is happening in our purview. And oh. Okay. So the concept of today's podcast, I was going to essentially just do another wine review. Um But in these past few weeks, I have been um, testing out a lot of Muscadet wines because, yeah, learned that it's not Muscadet, Muscadet. Which I like better than Muscadet. Mostly because it's correct, I guess. Um, But uh, I've been really on a hunt because... The Loire Valley of France has got a hold on me and I am not somebody, um, I, I like, I like tolerating a white wine here or there, but guys, this wine, I'm, I'm in love. I'm in love with wine. I've always been in love with wine, but I'm in love with this white wine. I don't know who I am anymore. Um, So what is Muscadet? And so, oh, so what is the premise of this conversation that we're having on the main feed of Sick Palette? We're talking about Muscadet and two, I think, out of several, several different kinds of bottles, several different types of styles of essentially interpreting this grape. Um, I'm going to give you my top two. One that's sparkly, one that's still. Um, and one, I mean, one that we've already done a wine review on, but I, I highly, highly, highly recommend y'all getting into this gorgeous white wine. And maybe you already have before the summer hits, because this is, this is what I want to be drinking. And of course there are some natural wine options, which we will talk about, um, So what is Muscadet? Muscadet is a type of wine, and it's made out of um, a grape that basically sounds like melon, melon, but it's mello. It's the grape from the Muscadet region of France, a.k.a. Loire Valley. Um, And it is... It's lean, it's minerally, it's got like a little bit of sea salt in it Um, and that's also because geographically, you know, you've got a little bit of sea salt breeze on these grapes and um, you're supposed to famously pair it with seafood, but we're going to talk about how this is a wine meant for banana leaves, all kinds of banana leaf cooking, which you can do with fish. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself so yeah I, I I, tried my first I think I'm sure I've had a muscadet before but I, I tried my first um, like wine that really kind of opened my eyes which is um, the Bande Louvre or the Gang of Wolves um, and y'all can check out that wine review podcast I think it was about three or four weeks ago. But check it out on the main feed. It should be available to all subscribers. Um, it, I, I, I bought another bottle, surprise, surprise, because I was so in love with this wine. And I had it again. And I was like, you know, first time you have something you really love, this, this is something that I do often. Where I will love something. And then the second time I have it, I'll be like, okay. Now that I know what I'm in for, it's fine. We're good. Um, It's one of the reasons why I'm not able to to have uh, consistent menus because I will be in love with cooking something um, and then I'm sort of like, eh, I don't want to do that dish again. So the same can be said about, you know, maybe a bottle of wine that I I really, really love, though there are a few exceptions. Um, And this is one of them. Um, it's just as gorgeous as I remember it. Um, $20 and, uh, comes from a, a woman wine distributor out in Miami, um, who helps, who helps actually craft these, her label helps craft these amazing, uh, Loire Valley bottles and Gang of Wolves still probably... One of the best names in the biz. Um, but this Muscadet, it is so smooth, so velvety. um—I, I, I honestly cannot think of another wine this particular spring season that I've tried, like, that's new. That has got this kind of hold on me, y'all. This is... I'm very upset that I'm not able to like buy a case at a time this is that wine y'all it's still um and it is a natural wine but it it essentially just sort of holds its character its shape even as it starts to warm up slightly obviously with um, a lot of white wines. This is something that you should have chilled. Um, but that's that's number one. Once again, there is a whole uh, wine review podcast that I've already done on this particular wine. So, if you want to know more about my feelings about this wine that I really can't get over, you know, pop that in. I not that you need to pop it in. This is how you know that I grew up in the in the nineties and eighties because yeah, you can't pop this in, but pop it in, you know, take out this tape, take out the podcast tape of now, pop this one in, you know, pop it in. Uh, the second one, the second one, I haven't done a wine review. Um, And mostly because, I mean, it's, it's really excellent as well. We could do probably a whole separate episode, but um, because it's, in the same uh, grape family. Um, it also, it's, it's made with, um, it's made by a, a woman winemaker, um, which I find to be really awesome. I wanted to just sort of have it in this, in this episode of Muscadet. So this is actually, um, it's a sparkling, it's bottle fermented, um, sparkling wine made with the uh, melon, and it is called okay wait i wrote it on a post-it y'all ready let's get our french on Whew. you can do this my face is turning hot because there's a part of me that knows i cannot do this <laughs> Orgeia. god damn it that was terrible even for my standards okay let's try this again right Okay. I just, I, I am physically looking away from my recording device as if that is the person I would have to make eye contact with as I butcher, uh, butcher this label. This is spelled O-R-G-U-E-I-L. And of course it will be in the notes for you to look at. Um, you know what we tried, we tried once again, I would like to remind everyone I'm minored in French. How is a great question that I will not be answering at this time. Um, so this is I, I think it's a fourth or third generation winemaker. Um, her name is Louise Chereau. See much better. See sometimes it, it sometimes it just happens and it and it gets through. Um, so she kind of made her own boutique label um Vices and Virtus. Um, and this is um, a sparkling um, I guess, sparkling wine interpretation of these grapes. And they come from 40 year old vines at the winery. Um, and I I really, really enjoyed it. It is something that has a little bit more of a pronounced without it, without it losing that sort of overall dry quality, but there is a slightly pronounced sweeter quality to this wine. Um, so it, it's effervescent and I, it's effervescent in the way that, um, isn't, um, which makes sense. It's sparkling. Um, it's, it's something uh, that does also have a little bit more of a distinct aftertaste. Um, that's not necessarily um, a better or worse thing. Um, it just it just sort of feels more pronounced. Um, if someone said, hey, pick one or the other, I'm going to go with Gang of Wolves and maybe that's just because um, that's that's the one that, like, kind of sort of turned me on to this, to this, this grape that I can't get over. But um, I, I like the idea of you having both of this in your picnic summer arsenal. Um, what I do also love about this particular grape, so usually we talk about how does this go with tamarind? It'll go fine. It's fine. But when I had This um, grape and the many wine tastings I did, I immediately thought, I immediately thought about banana leaves. I thought about a charred banana leaf um, and how this is the perfect pairing. So this is a grape that is meant to be um, had with a lot of seafood. This is where I think you need to wrap a fish up in some banana leaves and let let it get it going, you know? It is all about that grassiness, that, that almost strangely savory pastry quality that banana leaves have. Banana leaves, um, they, they are like a savory vanilla, uh, but also work really well in dessert, by the way. And also so strange uh, that I love banana leaves so much hate bananas, by the way. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate bananas. But give me the leaves of it and I'm a happy gal. Um, maybe you're asking yourself, does this make any sense? And, and actually, yes, it does. Because if you've ever had bananas, which I think most of the world has, you, you know that they're disgusting. Uh, we don't need to talk or qualify any more of that. Just know that that's how I feel and feel strongly about that. Banana leaves, however, can't get enough of it. Love the stuff. Just love it. Um, and what I am really, really excited about is this week is, is kind of, a, it, it kind of happened all together, but then I obviously grouped it on purpose. But this whole week is a love letter to um, the banana leaf. And this, to me, this is the wine of the banana leaf. This is where you want to go ahead and get yourself a couple of A couple of, we're going to do it again. Or gay. <laughs> it's the first R that gets me. <laughs> and we're just, we're going to be stocked up. We're going to wrap some stuff um, in banana leaves. And we're going to head to the grill, your charcoal grill. And we're just going to set this heavy hotel pan filled with lots of aromatics all wrapped up in banana leaves and just sort of have ourselves a good old South Indian, Southeast Asian barbecue. That's, that is the quality um, that this wine brings. Uh, Banana leaf is A subtle and at the same time pronounced flavor. And I feel like this particular grape coming out of Loire Valley. Loire Valley. Trying, man. Um, I think more than anything, yes, it's got a little bit of that sea salt-esque-ness. It's got that minerality of it. Sure. But more than anything, I love that at the same time that it is subtle it is pronounced. It is in France, obviously. But honestly, I find this type of grape to be incredibly Asian. In, um, and by Asian, I mean South Indian, Southeast Asian. In the way that it kind of sort of moves. So that's now my big plea that I need to see more banana leaves this summer. And I need to see y'all pop in bottles of Muscadet um let's also talk about this week okay so coming up this week um I have a really awesome interview that I'm so excited about um with Priscilla Jerez I totally just made her name French hold on hold on let me get my r correct here Priscilla Jerez there we go this is the problem. I was thinking about ours in the way that you're supposed to use your R's in French pronunciation. Hades, um, and she is incredibly talented chef here in Austin, Texas, who is also a pop up master who has been doing this for years and years. Um, and one of her signature dishes is the tamale. I've n- I've not had a better tamale than um I've had by Priscilla. She is somebody who obviously loves um all of the ingredients she works with, um but made me feel upset that I only had five tamales left over um the next day after she made a bunch for me <laughs> for Supper Club. And I thought to myself, damn, I should have, I should have found a way to get like 10 leftover tamales. I literally ate them all in a row. I could have ate more. I think about those tamales like once every two weeks. So anyways, we have an interview with her. She, um, she and I get into a longer conversation about banana leaves. Um, and you know, we dive into some other stuff, but don't miss that. That's going to be on the Day Parties feed. Um, And then for paid subscribers, I have a charred banana leaf and saffron-infused um base that you can use for wine spritzers with a muscadet if you so choose, which is what I think you should do. Um, also great to add some coconut milk to... Um, to make kind of a, a sweeter, non-dairy, quote-unquote, milkshake, um, and some some other ideas that will also be there uh, on the day parties feed. And uh, I got some more stuff. We got some more stuff that I can't wait to announce, but for now, for now, we'll just keep it there. Um, I think that's about it. So anyways, yeah, look out for that next podcast episode coming soon. I promise, soon, soon. Uh, And I hope you all have a happy Wine Wednesday.